What's the best way to house train an eight-week-old pup? Zeus and Frisbee are getting a baby. Oh my god, Caroline, what are you fucking nuts? <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not gonna answer your question, Caroline. I'm not gonna do it. Time and patience and routine and kettling up. Time, patience, routine, and kettling up. Okay, and a massive amount of structure. Make an Excel spreadsheet. Do it from day one. Do okay. not wait. From sec oh, she will. She's hardcore. Yeah. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> it's Monday. Hey, everybody. How are you? It's Monday. This is uh, Jeff Galman of Solid Canine Training and the lovely Joel. This is the What Would Jeff Do show. It's a one-hour Q&A show. People can type in their questions in the comment box and yep. you'll read them and, and I'll answer them. And it's only one hour so. Unfortunately, we can't answer all the questions very thoroughly. You get like a little bit of a tidbit, but we've got video supplementation on our channels or between YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. We've got tons of video content. We do three of these shows a week, um, and it's all for free. Talk about uh, fantastic marketing. Mm. Everything's for free that we do. No obligation to buy a damn thing. Nope. That's what I do. What I do, I market. So, uh, and then we have something called Jeff Gelman Seminars. Jeff Gelman Seminars, that is a also a problem-solving seminar. So notice a lot of the questions that you'll get, you'll read here is like, how do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? The problem-solving seminar is literally you bring dogs to it that literally have major problems. Everything from like leech reactivity to human and dog aggression, to just basic nonsense. You know, we get a little bit of that. And then we've got the training center here, which we're sitting at right now. And... Um, that we do everything though. That's not like a band-aid approach. That's all of it. Mm -hmm. Where here it's sort of a little bit of a band-aid. I fix a problem here and there. The training at the, the seminars, I fix a problem. Um, so we're gonna be using the word punishment a lot. Now, punishment is not abuse that's been hijacked. Punishment is the opposite of a reward. You can call it a correction, call it anything you want, but it's definitely not a reward. The only way to stop an unwanted behavior is through the proper application of a punisher. And that's what people need to learn. People actually don't know how to apply a punisher. Why? Nobody's teaching it. The reason why nobody's teaching it is because so for some reason, everybody thinks you don't have to do it, but you do. Um, so here we go. Let's jump right in. Okay. Jamie. Um, hi, Jeff and Joel. I'm anxiously awaiting today's show. Let the fur fly. Groomer humor. LOL. I got it. I'm not even a groomer, and I got it. I got it, too. Aha, very funny, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, hey, Jeff and Joel from Megan and Finley. Hey, Megan, how are you? She also asked, what are y'all doing in terms of healing or loose leash walking with the two doodle puppies? At what age would you suggest start teaching a formal heal? Well, they're actually only here right now for they're boarding for a month, and then they go into training, but we've been actually doing a ton of food and clicker work with them. Um, we're actually um, doing a lot of sits and downs and place, and... Um, uh, uh, they're already learning though not to pull on the leash but they're also yeah that. they're learning that so as far as formal healing they'll learn how to formally heal just like every other dog here does but what age though oh what age i mean they start board and train next week so they'll start learning next week and they'll be what Nine, 16 weeks 16 weeks now they'll, they'll weeks? That. yeah i mean they should probably close to 18 weeks old yeah. yeah 18 weeks old so i mean but you can like that's teaching a dog to heal like you can take a, a two-year-old dog three-year-old dog, four-year-old dog, five-year-old dog that does not heal and teach it how to heal. The more important part is like start working on its markers right now and it's learning its markers. It's learning yes, it's learning no. Next. Um, Colin, hi, Jeff and Joel, stoked for the Florida seminar. Yeah. Colin and Jack. Yep, and we just announced another Providence seminar in uh, October or November. I forgot when it was. We just put that up today. We just announced that. We'll be announcing, just announced a Phoenix one yesterday. That went up. We'll be announcing, announcing, announcing. Um, uh, it's a cigar. You have to mandatory bring a cigar so we all can say announcing together. Um, we'll be doing a, another seminar in Southern California. We'll be announcing that soon. And then um, we got a couple more spots. A couple more spots. There definitely is not going to be as many in 2021. Um, we're going to be doing a couple of different um, projects we're working on. So um, the uh, but uh, lots of great stuff. So the seminars were selling out prior. Now you better get your butt to a seminar. Next, Robert said, "What up?" Uh, a lot of good stuff is up. Fantastic things are happening. Next, Thomas, happy Christmas. Yeah, happy holidays to you, Thomas. Happy New Year as well. Erica, 
Kara Bradshaw. That, did you tag somebody? Is that what that is? Oh, maybe. Maybe they yeah. tagged somebody. And then, um, was what? it on Facebook or something? Yeah, it was on Facebook. Yeah, they probably so. tagged somebody. Yeah. Megan, holy cow, Joel, where's the beanie? I know. They're all probably being. They're all being washed. Washed and dried, and do you, do you lay them out after you do that, or you? How so do you do they it? don't get like fully dry in the dryer because they're just so thick. So yeah, it's like it'll like lay like, out. Lay them out like a, a sweater, bit. like a sweater would be. Yeah. Um, Melissa said, "Good evening." Hey, all. Melissa, how are you? Candace, hope you had a nice Christmas. What types of things can I do to train a post-COVID dog? We got our guy right before COVID yep. and I've been working from home since. I do crate time every day, even if I'm there. Good. I also leave him in his crate if I'm going out. Is there anything else I can do to make sure he's familiar with being by himself? Yeah, I mean, that's what well, you hit. You hit the two. Sorry, Candace, you hit the two big ones on the head is is even if you're not in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, but if you work from home or you're at home all the time, you still want to have your dog like away from you. You still want to have your dog away from you. So, you know, that's what's really, really important is so you're creating in the putting in the crate during the day, leaving during the day with the dog there, doing even place command away from you, cutting down on affection, um, not always like keeping your dog busy doing things. Teach your dog how to do a lot of nothing on command. Next. Tara, how do you actually stop puppy biting? Um, a couple of different ways. The bottom line is the, the, the storyline is you make puppy biting suck. It's a, it's it's literally takes one to two seconds to stop dogs from by puppies from biting, one to two seconds. So what do you do? A lot of different things you can do. You can scruff the dog. Yep, you can scruff a puppy. It's not abusive to scruff a puppy. It's acceptable. Like, it's effective. There's a big difference between scruffing a puppy and like, I don't know, beating the shit out of it. Yeah, exactly. There's a humongous difference. It's no, and then you scruff. There's no, and stick your thumb in its mouth. And when we say puppy, we're talking like 14 weeks and under. Because as soon as you get a puppy at eight weeks old, you can stop biting by, at the most, nine weeks old. And then um, you can do that. You can, that's the two two main ones I've got, is thumb in the mouth, push down, hold it there till the dog, it really sucks for the dog. Scruff them. Those two things work really well. Next. Michelle P. Hey, guys. Hey, Michelle. How are you? Julie. Good evening. Jeff and Joelle. Love you. Hey, love you too, Julie. Jay Ron. Good evening, guys. Happy Monday. Hey, thanks a lot. Happy, yeah, Mondays are great. I love Mondays. Um, Deb, countersurfing? Yes. Next. Okay. Well, that was a question. Countersurfing? So, um, obviously, you're, you're limited to two words at a time. So, how do you stop countersurfing? I've talked about this thousands of times. I demonstrate countersurfing live in front of everybody at my seminars. What you do is you set the dog up. Um, you put food on the counter. You then um, uh, have the remote collar on, 100. And then you look through a window, look through a video camera. You want to be out of the room. I want the active countersurfing to suck. Um, you let the dog jump up under the counter as it goes to grab whatever it is. You um, press down the continuous button for a minimum of five seconds. The dog will jump off the counter in about 0.2 seconds, but you keep the remote on. Why? I want counter surfing to really, really suck. Yep. Yep. I want it to be extremely uncomfortable to the dog. Yep. That means pain. Yep. That means, you know, you know, it's going to suck. And the reason is because your dog could die. Your dog could die. Dogs ingest things on counters and die. Dogs ingest things on counters and go into the um, emergency room. They cost you lots of money. They can cost you surgery. They can die on the table and they don't learn anything. So you want to make that counter hot, real hot. Next um sarah i hope you had a great christmas love what would jeff do thank you so much yeah holidays were great jg would you share a good training schedule how long kenneling up or place or recall so jg when my kennel my daily schedule is different than your daily schedule you tell me what's a good schedule for you it's not that i want to share it it's not that i don't know it it's like you tell me i don't know your lifestyle i don't want to i don't want to plan your life frankly I don't want to plan your dog's life. You come up with a schedule. What works for you? How much time can you allot to training? How much time of dogs in the crate when you're sleeping, dogs in the crate when you're not home? And then it's like, 
during downtime. Technically, if you're watching the show right now, your dog should be in place watching TV. I don't know what your schedule should look like. And I don't want you to go by my schedule. I want you to create your own schedule. I'm trying to, this is what I'm trying to do, guys. I'm trying to empower owners to start making their own rational decisions, and I will give them as much guidance as possible. But I also want them to make their own decisions, and I don't want them to have to rely on a dog trainer to do it. Because most of the training we do is common sense. Next. Kathy B. Hey, everyone. Kathy B. I thought there was going to be a question after that. Hello. How are you? See you tomorrow at the, on the Zoom. Don't forget, we have Zoom live Zoom chats on our Patreon channel. Another great reason why you can join our Patreon channel. Next. Tara, 12-week-old puppy. Had to stop the puppy biting and lunging at my calf while I walked. So I went over that a little bit um, already. So 12-week-old, the dog is thinks it's fun. And the more you scream and yell and pop on the leash, the dog thinks it's even more fun. Get yourself a bonker. If you know what a bonker is, go to my YouTube channel search how to make a bonker, make a bonker, you would say no and deploy firmly. It's a cotton towel. You have to make lunging at your ankles or your calves or ankles for that matter suck. That's how you stop it. You don't switch it out for something of higher value or for a bone. That's how you teach dogs how to bite your ankle. That's what the books tell you to do. That's what trainers tell you to do. Give it something else to chew on. So you're biting my ankle and I give you a reward? No. Next. Um, Kim, can you give an explanation of how to teach a dog the process of escape on the e-collar? Yeah, we do. It's on, our, it's on our Patreon channel. We've got a very explicit video. Very explicit video. It would take too long to do it on this show. I've got videos on everything. So if I can refer you to a video, I'm going to refer you to a video because it's step-by-step. You can press stop. You can press rewind. You can watch it at two or three in the morning. On our Patreon channel, we have a do-it-yourself, how we do how we do priming, how we do CS, NCS, and then correction. Next. Ashley, greetings, J&J. Getting excited for what you guys have planned for 2021. Positive as fuck. Love y'all. Yeah, we still got a few days left in 2020. Positive as fuck for 2020 as well. Next. Um, Lena, separation anxiety. Tips to get him where we can leave him alone? Yeah, tons of tips, Lena. Tons. I've got a video specifically made on separation anxiety. So watch the video. For starters, watch the video. It's on my YouTube channel. Type in how to stop separation anxiety. And there's a video. It's an older one, but it's still, the content is still good. This is before I bonked. I think I made that video. So there's a bonker involved. So, you know, you can stop separation anxiety. A remote collar is not necessary, but it dramatically helps dramatically helps with the remote collar and you're going to hear that it you shouldn't do that you're going to hear that you should not make you should not make your dog uncomfortable or do a correction in the dogs the dog in a, in a, in a crate at all because it'll have a negative association that is a lie all this negative so i'm not going to discount the fact that dogs have negative associations but the dog already has a negative association it's like let's remember these things next um kathleen lima hi guys hey, hey kathleen. kathleen how are you Kim, I already read that. Emma, yep. how to stop puppy from barking at people and other dogs on walks and when they go somewhere new. Is bonking the only option? Haven't tried that yet. Usually just say no and pop on the nose. So you can, that, if that works for you, keep doing that. Leech pop, remote pop. Also, at the beginning of the walk, do the pre-walk bonk. So you're, this is the problem is your dog's scanning most likely. Your dog's not focused on you. Your dog is like looking around for everything else. Next. Candice, just to follow up regarding my first Q&A regarding training post-COVID dog, how long should I be leaving an 11-month-old dog in a crate when I'm working? 11-month-old, um, I mean, well, you, oh, you leave it overnight for, what, eight hours? So, I mean, that's up to you. There's no reason why the 11-month-old dog can't be in a crate for three to four hours at a time. Next. Michelle P., shoot, I'll scruff my grown-ass dog. That's my go-to when they want to go after the weed whacker. Yeah. Like, guys, it's like there's a big difference between getting physical in a methodical way and getting physical in an irrational, uncontrolled way. What's up with him? I don't know. I think I need to put eardrops in his ears. You he want to put him in his kennel? shaking his head. His ears bugging him. I know, but for like right now, he's like really acting really weird. His ears bugging him. No. Next. Um, Melissa posted the link or the number to your texting. Yeah, community. join the texting community. I just sent one out today. I'll help you after the show. Next. 
Don says hi. Hey, Don, how are you? Deb says thank you. Deb, you're welcome. Um, Jesse, my four-year-old GSD keeps tearing up blinds, barking, going crazy when dogs or other animals walk yep. by my house when I'm home and not home. So not at home, so that means you're not creating your dog. Start by creating your dog, number one. Create your dog, please. All right? It's not mean. It's not inhumane. It's the most practical thing to do. Number two, we set the dog up to fail. Get yourself a remote collar. Okay? Get yourself a remote collar. And do you want to address that now so it doesn't drive you crazy all show? Sure. Okay. Because I think it's going to. Mm -hmm. So what you're going to do is you're going to get yourself a remote collar and set it up. Have the dog walk by the um, the house. Get ready for when a dog, dog walks by the house. And then with your remote collar, when the dog goes towards the blinds, correct it. Make it suck. I've done it. I've done it numerous times. It works every single time. But when the dog's not... When you are not at home, that's a good question. How do you stop it? A crate is great. If the dog is barking at the time, having a bark collar on the dog is good, but the dog could still jump up at the blinds. So I would suggest creating the dog. Um, Kathleen Lima says, funny story about the text community. I texted the wrong number and I said, hey, Jeff. The person said, my name isn't Jeff. I'll try again. Yeah, try again. Um, Alex said, should I be rewarding dogs while they're doing duration? How long should they stay down and what? should they switch to after? So that's a great question, Alex. So, you know, we reward the heck out of dogs. That's how we train dogs to do stuff. So we, we, we reward the heck out of dogs. But this is the thing, is it hurting or helping? And when you reward, it should be neutral. Like a lot of times if you use a, like a super excited, you know, tone of voice, it makes the dog break command. Then you gotta correct the dog. So that's not fair to the dog. So everyone has a different view on what a reward is. So it could be just a neutral good, you can use a food reward. We use food to train dogs. Next. Um, the dog house. Hey, Jeff and Joelle, what kind of advice would you give someone who may be going through burnout with training and working with their own dogs? We're sad to finally admit. Was sad to finally admit this to myself lately. So, I mean, the thing about burnout is it, it's, it's very, very common in the dog training industry. It's very, very common. So, number one, I would say you can literally number a couple of things you can do. You can stop taking so many clients on, take a little break, take a week off, all right? Have better time management, learn how to say no to certain clients. You know, is every client you're working with the perfect client? Try to pre-screen clients, you can't help everybody, right? And then as far as then cut off a certain time, it's like I'm done working at a certain time with clients and then everything after that, I'm gonna work with my own dogs. But a lot of dog trainers' own dogs get put on the back burner a lot, a lot, next. Heather, hey y'all, my puppy has become aggressive with folks coming in the yard or up to the car at the vet. She's fine on walks with people and animals. Yeah, the car is a barrier. So let's talk about let's talk about the car. So that a remote collar can fix. So there's a difference between sticking your hand in the car and walking up to the car. So if they're walking up to the car and your dog goes nuts, you can absolutely correct that with a remote collar, say no, and then correct. On the walks, number one is your dog's just like any other leash reactivity issue that we've talked about thousands of times on the show. Is your dog scanning? Is it always scanning and looking around? It shouldn't be. And then also at the first sign that your dog is aroused, you would say no and correct. Remote collar is, is, is very, very effective for that. You want to make sure you catch it at the first sign of arousal. Also, advocate for your dog. Don't just have like people just like randomly coming up. So I would never let anybody pet my dogs in public. It's just so weird how that just started now. Literally like out of It's control. like literally like weeks and weeks and weeks have gone by, if not longer. He nope. was fine all day. And all of a sudden now we start the show. Literally we start the show and he starts shaking his head like crazy. Like crazy. Yeah. It's like, in, like literally like clockwork. Well, I saw him itching it and then he obviously irritated it by yeah. itching it. Yep. Yep. We should put him in his kennel. He's like acting beyond frantic right now. I know. I know. Let's put him in his kennel. Um, the dog house said, love y'all. Thank you. Love you too. Aiden Hardcore. My dog is afraid of men and only men. Oh, I've tried everything to socialize him, but every time he sees a man, he goes to fire flight mode and asks super aggressive, but he's just nervous around that. Okay. So I did a video on this. So what would Jeff do? Um, goes deep on this the other day. And bottom line is this. So it's one thing to be afraid. It's another thing to be reactive. 
let's just call them reactive right now, and you can stop the reactivity like you like you like you stop any other reactivity. So if he's afraid of them, you can still stop the reactivity. All right, you can still stop the reactivity. That's super super important. Sorry about all the things, but we've got a dog issue going on here. That's the thing on a live show. It's like you got to take care of things as they go. And as you guys know, when you have a dog, you never know. <coughs> you never know. You got to address things, even with our own dogs. <laughs> like, why is this happening in the middle of a show right now? He's like acting crazy. <laughs> as soon as um, the show is over, he'll, he'll be like, oh, I'm okay. Like, literally, he was just running around eating dinner. Like, <laughs> fine. No. Fine. I know. He was fine up until we pressed play. Oh my god! <laughs> Literally, he was just—he was lying down right behind us comfortably because I had to go do two things. It was five minutes before the show started. Yeah, I had to do two things. I just saw him itch it though, and I—he probably scratched it, and now it's all fired up. Like that's what it is. Yeah. Next. Wow, uh, Megan, dog resource guards—it's human. Most important things for the owner to do to start becoming a leader instead of a resource. So there's a video I've got on the out command away from humans. Watch the out command away from humans. That's a great, that's a great protocol we do all the time. Next. Juanita, I have looked for videos on human resource guarding. My 19-month-old GSD does this, but I only found videos to help with food or toys guarding. Do you have a video specific to human? If yes, I'll keep searching. I've searched, but takes me to other trainers. Well, look on my page. Look on my my in my search box. It'll 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 look up my videos. So there's there's the YouTube search box and then my search box. Look at my search box. And we do have an out away from humans. It's called out away from humans. You'll start doing that next. Um, the strongest Karen. <laughs> Hi, I'm new. Caught some of your content. And as a fellow dog trainer, I thought it was great. Consequences. Who would have thunk? Yeah. Well, the strongest Karen. Yep. You said it right there. So for some weird reason in 2020, and it's getting worse, um, people are afraid to talk about consequences. I've been talking about it now for 50, over 15 years. I've been talking about it since I had my radio show. I talk about it every single day. I talk about the word punishment. I talk about the word correction. I talk about the word shock collar. I talk about the word about the, the, the balance of yes and no. I talk about making, making bad behavior suck. And everybody else likes to sugarcoat things. Why? Because they're either outright blatantly lying to you or they don't want the negative pushback. But I want you to keep your dog. I want you to have a better life with your dog. I want you to expand your world with your dog. So in order to expand your world with your dog, you have to have a dog that you can bring places. So we just had a little dog come in, a little terrier come in today. We'll show the intake video or at least Damn, a, clip he of, was loud. a clip of the intake video. Okay. This little dog, Peanut, the loudest freaking peanut that I've ever heard. So loud. We couldn't even have a conversation. I mean, that's why the owner was there. But we couldn't even have a conversation. We had to literally pause our conversation. And she was trying hard. But that's, again, that's why she's there. So within a couple of minutes of her leaving, he started the nonsense again. And I stopped it. And he hasn't made a peep since. No. He's been here since 2.30. It's been, it's 7.30. For five hours, the dog hasn't made a peep. Every time it saw a human, went crazy, barking, lunging. Every time it saw a dog, went crazy, barking, lunging, lunging. Between 2.30 and 7.30, the dog has seen half a dozen humans and 20 dogs walk right by his kennel. Hasn't made a peep since. Now, these dogs, he's also here for training, obviously, but the audible barking like crazy. The dog is nine years old. Oh my God. It's been doing it for a long time. They can't bring their dog places. The dog literally doesn't shut up. Yeah. It's loud. It doesn't stop barking and it's aggressive barking. I stopped it in seconds. How did I stop it? I corrected the dog. How did I correct the dog? I put a remote collar on the dog. I said, no. Well, I'm sorry. At first I barked it. No, then barked. And then it was in its kennel, trying to get out of its kennel. Remote collar on the dog. No, correct. Yep, within the first five minutes, 
It got two corrections. But guess what it did after that? It laid down and went to sleep. It probably has a... It, imagine stress being a jacket. It literally took off the stress jacket. And then tomorrow, we start actually working with the dog. But it's two biggest issues we stopped. It learned the concept of a consequence, an effective consequence, an effective one. Remember, punishment has no anger. You're not upset. You're not mad. If you are, stop working the dog. It's matter of fact. That behavior is wrong. That behavior is wrong. I do not agree with it. Therefore, I will stop it. And I've got very effective ways to stop it. And for folks out there that are that are calling it abusive, I mean, I've never heard, I've seen a, people think a dog sitting in a crate is abusive. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? This isn't the fucking Asian meat market being strung up with a fucking neck on the way to the goddamn kill house. It's a fucking dog sitting in a crate. Give me a fucking break. But all these freaking snowflakes, which is not a political term, do not jump on my page. All these snowflakes out there who feel that, yeah, snowflakes, Oh my God, Jeff, you're talking shit about people. No, I'm not. But it's time for folks to step up and hold their dogs accountable. And that's what people are doing by watching this show. People are doing the best they can. They just don't have the right information. I get this all the time. We talked about that this morning on the way back from the gym, I think. It's like people that say they've tried everything, really, I'll tell them one thing to do. The simplest thing I've got, like the 101 of Jeff Gelman. Have you tried this? No. Whoa. I got a hundred other things you can be doing then. Mm -hmm. we, you have not even begun to go down the, the path of dog training, real dog training. Like real world dog training. We're going on a lot of rants tonight. We have a lot of questions to get through. Was that your play way of saying shut the fuck yeah, up? Yeah, it's already 7.30. Next. Caroline, Happy New Year, Jeff. Happy New Year. What's the best way to house train an eight-week-old pup? Zeus and Frisbee are getting a baby. Oh my God, Caroline, what are you fucking nuts? <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not going to answer your question, Caroline. I'm not going to do it. Time and patience and routine, and kenneling up. Time, patience, routine, and kenneling up. Okay, and a massive amounts of structure. Make an Excel spreadsheet. Do it from day one. Do okay. not wait. From sec oh, she will. She's hardcore. Yeah. Next. Tara said thanks. You're welcome. Alex, while they're holding down, should their head always be down? How do you teach the double down? Uh, it doesn't. That's up to you. That's personal choice. We like to double down. How do we do double down? We could do with leash pressure or remote pressure. You can actually say down again. Next. Um, Don, happy new year, guys. Happy new year to you, Don. Sharon, hi, guys. So I use the remote collar at a very high level today on my four-month-old Dutch Shepherd who mercilessly goes after our cats. It seemed to work judging by his reaction. He came nose to nose with one of the cats afterwards and gave no reaction. However, about three or four hours later, he went after them again. Is it normal to have a correct them more than once? Will I create a fearful, skittish dog if I need to correct him often? I don't know your training. I don't know the dog. The, it, genetically, it might be a fearful, nervous dog. I don't also know your timing. I would I would try the bonker. No, and then bonk. Also, are you saying no first? Very important that you say no. And also, I don't know what emotions you're putting into it. Is it normal to correct once? Sure, of course it is. Absolutely. I mean, some behaviors, no. But I also don't know what your correction looked like. I don't know what levels you're using. I don't know how long you held the button down for. But we know the dog is capable of deciding not to do it. But I also wouldn't let the dog go nose to nose with the cat. I would have shooed the cat away. I'd advocate for the dog. Next. Lena said, thank you. I will watch the video on separation anxiety. That's a good start. Yep. Jamie, can I use mini educator for leash reactivity on walks? Working level is 7-8. Should I say leave it at first sign of reactivity or just say no and correct? How high above working level to correct? So, Jamie, I don't use the word leave it. So, therefore, you could, but you can use any word you want. But you don't want the dog to leave it. You want to see leave it is a watered down word that has become meaningless to most dogs. Mm-hmm. 
So true. Teach your dog the concept of the word no. No. Make it simple. Everything you don't want your dog to do, it's no. So, also, I don't know your leash handling skills. Also, I don't know if the dog's in a proper heel. Also, I don't know if you could recognize loading or not. So there's so many, there's actually a dog training component to remote collar work. So many people think, and this isn't you, Jamie, you're on the show, you're asking questions, you want help, and I'm going to give you help. I've already given you some help already. I'm going to give you some more help. At the first sign of loading, loading is, you can tell the dog is going, hey, it's a beautiful day to get the fuck out of my neighborhood. Okay? That's the loading part. Right before they get the j of get. Get the fuck all right, right before they say the G word, no, correct. Who are you to share of this town? That's my job. You walk next to me, be quiet, mouth closed, mind your business. Next. Peter. Hey, Hi, Jane Jane. Mr. Tactical Dude Gaming. Julie Starnes just trained my dogo. She's so stubborn. Dogo's stubborn usually, yeah, Julie's a good trainer too. Stubborn is usually code word for, you just have to figure out the dog's motivator. Next. True that. Michael, my friend Holly turned me on to your work. Her training coupled with your work saved my dog. Awesome. Great job, Michael. Thank you, Holly. Melissa posted the link to one-on-one -on -one consults with you yeah, online. Yeah, we do lots, lots to do. What we do, Joelle does one-on-one -on -one consults for social media. I can do them on dog training and business. Joelle also does them on 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 her on her macro training because she's a she does um, workouts. Personal training. Personal training. I know I'm trying to find words. I want to macro go training. People I, have no idea what I do, that I, means. I do want to go on a freaking rant. I can so help, I'm trying to give you. A I fucking, can help you with meal planning and workouts. Right. I do want to go. That's I did. Trying I'm trying to, to give you a plug. Okay. Tara, we'll be able to watch this live again when you were done. Um, you can watch the live. Um, is, yeah, you, we have all the replays. It turns into a replay next. So it won't be live. next. Monique, just wanted to say, since I actually caught you live. Hey, Monique. Love you. How are you? How's things on the ranch? Hey, Bataglia. Hi, J&J. Hope all is well. I plan to start Lucy in agility. Is there a way to train work? Switch in. I want her to be drivey at agility, but keep her calm mindset in the home on walks. Oh, God, yeah. To. Absolutely. As soon as your dog gets to agility, you'll know it's working. It'll know. It'll know. You can put a different collar on it. It'll just know from the energy of the room. Next. Yeah. And then when you get to the into the car, you can turn it off. It's no different than my dog swimming, right? It's like, we're swimming, go crazy. We're doing bite work, go crazy. We're getting in the car, shut up, lie down, mind your business. Same thing. Next. Tara, suggestions on getting an 11, 12-week-old puppy to get downstairs, six stairs. He's scared to go down, but comes up okay. So number one, Tara, um, can the dog physically get down the stairs? I guess he can because he can go up. Number two, is there carpeting stairs or are they um, uh, wooden stairs? I ask that because they can slide down the stairs. you got to be careful. Leash pressure works, though. Slow, methodical leash pressure. Next. Mm -hmm. Kim, GSD, 18 months old, has been balance trained by yours and Sean's techniques with prong and e-collar. Great with visitors in the home, she knows, but very timid and insecure with new people. Paces, little growl, skittish, hackles up. Also same when going out to places like Lowe's. Where did I go wrong? Where do I backtrack? So just keep in mind, these are not myself or Sean's techniques. These are well-practiced balance techniques that are that are done by thousands of dog trainers across the world. We didn't, I didn't invent any of this stuff. I just use it and talk about it a lot. So dogs also just turned 18 months old. So, so you got a fear stage in your dog right now. So you didn't go wrong anywhere. And also I didn't know, I don't know. Kim, I don't know how you train the dog. There's, a, there's so many variables. There's so many variables. Like so many, there's so many, so many people come to our seminars and are like, they're just like, oh, I've done everything you showed me. I'm like, but you're holding the leash wrong. And your timing is off. So no, like there's a lot of variables on that. So what I would do is get your dog more exposure, talk less to your dog. I don't know if you're talking a lot, talk less to your dog, work your dog, get your dog around low environmental areas, and then start increasing those environments. Hold your dog accountable to the skittishness. Keep people away from your dog. Yeah, don't let people touch it. Yeah, don't let people touch your dog and work on your duration stuff. Next. Mm -hmm. Candace, how do I keep my dog calm in the car? Most of the time in the ride, he is sitting. 
However, when we slow down and turn on the street toward the destination, he stands up, starts jumping from the front to back, starts getting anxious. I try and correct with e-collar, but he just starts scratching at it and then continues going from window to window. Right. When can I... When I can pull over, I make him sit, lay down. When we start moving, he will eventually get up and start again. His anxiousness when approaching a destination. Right. So, number one, you have to teach your dog how to do a down in the car in the back seat. So, you practice that out of the car. Make sure your dog knows a good down. Make sure your dog can down from a sitting position with the remote. You got to do that. Then you want to practice it in the car without without the car moving. You want to practice it in the car when the car is moving and I would exp and, I, and what you should do is be the passenger. So you don't have to worry about driving when you're doing that. I'm going to start patterning that all the high level anxiety stuff. That's going to be a higher level. That's going to be a correction, not obedience. You're going to say no, which is technically means shut the fuck up, cut the nonsense, cut the bullshit. Then the dog all of a sudden stops all that stuff. And then you're going to say down next. Deb, does the remote collar come with educational instruction? It comes with an owner's manual, and we've got tons of free videos. So do, so do a lot of other people. Next. Heather, awesome. I'll try the remote. Didn't even think about taking with us on car rides. Appreciate the help as yeah. always. Remember, a remote collar is a communication device. It's a highly effective communication device that could be used up to a mile away, through walls, in separate buildings. It's a fantastic device. Next. Um, Emmanuel, hey guys, you are awesome. My eight-month pit bull is walking well, wearing a prong. However, every time I go out for a walk with my family, he changes his behavior and starts pulling and acting wild. Right. So that's the association. So what I want you to do is association with your family. Those those are all the fun people. With you, he takes you a little bit more seriously. So what I want you to do is do a pre-walk punisher. Set the tone right to the beginning. So right from the beginning, you might have to and remember. It's not the prong, it's the training that goes behind it. So that's what a lot of people need to make sure is they understand is like, you still got to train the dog. So obviously you're bringing out an aroused dog. Stop the arousal before the walk even starts. Do driveway drills. Next. Melissa posted the link to your Patreon channel. Thank you so much. Juanita said thank you. Thank you. Jesse, my dog's an angel with the e-collar on and not so much without it. Makes it a little hard to set him up for failure and don't want to have to have the collar on forever. Is there a way to transition? So when you say forever, first of all, how long have you been working on the e-collar, Jesse? We probably won't get to your answer because we because obviously I'm going on a lot of rants here. So, but how long have you been working on the collar? Have you done a thousand reps? Have you been working? Have you had the collar on for? Have you been do, do, doing remote remote collar training for six months for a year? Have you patterned it? Is the dog under voice control? And and and. Let's say the dog, the cow, let's say you're on the remote for a couple of years. So what? Who cares? Are we trying to eliminate tools or eliminate problems? What's wrong with having a collar? What's wrong with having a remote collar on your dog to have a conversation with? My dogs wear remote collars in the woods every single time. Why? Coyote and deer. Even the best training is overridden by prey. And, and if any dog trainer out there was honest, they would admit it. They'll admit it. Even the best trained dogs make mistakes. How do you know? Google dog competition mistakes. Google it. A dog competition is a well-choreographed routine that has been done and practiced thousands of times, and dogs still make simple mistakes. Simple mistakes, like picking up a barbell, the dumbbell, going over a jump. I've seen protection dogs literally go after the judge instead of the decoy. Like, which part about the padded arm and the guy with the clipboard were you confused about? They probably have bitten a thousand times. Why? Like, why did you not go straight? Why did you go at a 45-degree angle? Dogs make mistakes. They're dogs. So I have no problem at all with a dog wearing a remote collar, but you still got to train the dog. But if you're not, but if you're on prompt all the time, then you haven't taken the dog to correction. That's one of the issues. Mm. Next. Mr. Tactical Dude Gaming, how do you get your dog to respect you? That's a, that's a really rough that's question. A really I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know you, you know, if your name is Rodney, it's never going to happen. Right. What? Rodney. What does that have to do with That's anything? Way before your time. Rodney Dangerfield? I have no idea. I know you don't. 
I get no respect. Yeah. It's way before your time. <laughs> Jeff, like, he tries to, like, insult me for being young. It's way before your time. I wasn't insulting you at all. <laughs> okay. I would never insult you. <laughs> okay. I value my freaking personal safety too much. Next. Okay, next. So, well, it's not about risk. getting your dog to respect you. It's like, you just need to become valuable to your dog. So number one, cut down on affection, have more structures, have more rules, have more consequences and have a good routine and have a good pattern. And then there's always going to be time for like, and then also you guess you can still do stuff with your dog, but it's all done through training. training. But I don't know you. I don't know your dog. I don't know your training protocols. Next. Tara, how do you teach an 11 a week? Oh, I already read that. Yep. Um, Heather, one more question. Can my pup wear the remote collar and prong collar at the same time, or should I switch them out when training? Sure. You can have the prong collar up top for directional control, remote collar underneath. Next. Tara, does a remote collar hurt them long-term or do any medical damage? Do you just use it to train and then stop using it? So, Tara, so you're reading too much information. You've seen too many blog posts, too much bad advice, all that stuff. Does it hurt them long-term? It doesn't hurt them short-term. <laughs> very rarely do we internet. cause, very rarely do we cause discomfort to a dog. During obedience training, no. Behavior mod, yeah. What's behavior mod? Stopping a dog from a pretty major bad behavior. Do you realize that the most, the most highly aggressive dogs, I specialize in aggression. We have dogs that come in here that are human aggressive. We get dog killers in here. Dogs that literally shred dogs. Then we get dogs that have got just like jumping up on humans, massive separation anxiety, dogs that freaking destroy stuff. Name name the bad behavior, leash reactivity. Dogs with no obedience. They're five years old. They don't know even one command. Guess what? They've never been on a remote collar before. So it's safe to say the lack of using a remote collar causes serious behavioral issues. Correct? They've never been on a remote collar. And I just listed uh, almost 100% of our clientele, and they've never had a remote collar on before. So therefore, the lack of a remote collar makes the dog badly behaved. We can use that argument. I can write a blog post on it. So when I, I'm not giving you a hard time and I'm not being a dick, you're brand new to my show. But what I'm saying is it's sort of like an in-your-face response to an in-your-face false article. No, it does not cause long-term problems. Remote collars are wonderful communication devices that create wonderful behaviors from your, for, for you and your dog and build a relationship. They build wonderful relationships with humans and dogs. They allow humans to have a great life for their dog. That paired with the training that's behind it. The remote collar is the communication device. So how many dogs do you know that can be truly off-leash? How many dogs that you know that can be truly off-leash? Not many. Underneath high levels of distraction. They always have to be on a leash outside the house. Nobody ever asked if the dog always... When you go up and purchase a leash from a pet store... And you're like, does my dog always have to have this on when I go for walks? Nobody ever asked that question, right? Next. <laughs> What's so funny? Nothing. Don said love you, Why, Is that a fucking rant again? No. Love you, too. Um, Ashley, working with an older gentleman and his very happy dog, he loves the effects of bonking and said even though she gets bonked for overexcitement, she loves coming here to train. He's making one today. LOL. Yeah, this concept of like, oh, dogs will be afraid of you. It's like, well, all depends on what you're getting that you're having them stop. Instilling fear in a dog around certain situations is actually healthy. Same with your children. Same with yourself. Fear is a part of life, guys. Welcome to the world. Welcome to the world. You should be afraid of biting a child. You should be afraid of getting into a dog fight. Your kids should be afraid of running into traffic. Right. Your, your kids should be afraid of stealing from you. So do I want my dog to live in a sense of fear and not be afraid to like do anything? No, I don't. But watch National Geographic. Watch some documentaries on nature. You know when this all started happening? When National Geographic stopped showing the yeah. hunt. 
Yep. I noticed that the other night I was watching one and they didn't even show like right. the lion take down the gazelle. They like cut it off. Right. It's like, oh, we can't show it anymore. Right. We're too sensitive for that shit right. now. Right. Give I me know. a break. God forbid see someone sees a pig hunting video with I grew dogs. up watching that. Those poor animals get mauled by lions. Yep. Next. It's part of life. That's what my mom would say. Um Becky, my dog, who is generally well behaved and obedient, flips his lid anytime someone walks up to our car. Did I already read this? He travels with me daily, remote caller. Also, if someone walks out of the room, then back in the room, he gets on high alert, even when away from home. So the car is with a remote collar. You say no, and yes, use the remote collar. Well, level, level enough for your dog to stop. As far as the going back in the room and coming out of the room, same thing. The dog is getting in a row state. Tell the dog no, and then correct. Next. Bonnie, have you ever worked with deaf blind dogs? Yes, I have. Under 100, though, so not a ton. Next. Melissa posted the link to my Patreon channel. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh-oh. I got bumped. Whoa. Whoa. Dawn's fucking going nuts. I just noticed that. Pat. So after our video talk, every time I crack my dog with the e-collar, he gets super scared and runs away. He is super afraid. My German Shepherd is broken. So your German Shepherd is not broken. Number one, also, if we had a video talk, I told you I would have told you to put a leash on your dog, Pat. Right? Also, what levels are you correcting your dog at? Also, what are you correcting your dog for? But a leash has to be on your dog. All dogs that are not under voice control should have a leash on them. Should have a leash on them. It's the first thing I say. It's the first thing I say. Next. Tara, wooden porch stairs. Yeah, just go down slowly. Next. Poppy, I'm a dog trainer and work specifically with dogs who have aggression or behavior issues and use remote collars. I'm happy to have found you guys. Watch your YouTube, Facebook every day. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, Poppy. Yeah. It's called truth telling. Next. Martha, how can I stop my dog from whining and squealing whenever she sees another dog while on a structured walk? So that's all based on arousal. That's an arousal response. So what you've got to do is you've got to stop the arousal. Arousal, stopping arousal in dogs does not destroy the drive or does not destroy their personality. Because your dog right now, its personality is sounding like a squeaky little asshole on the walks. Let's face it. Correct. Oh my God, I can't believe you just insulted that dog. And and, and and Martha's probably going, actually, my dog does sound like a squeaky little asshole. Mm -hmm. Most owners like and like will fess up to that. Mm -hmm. It's like it's their dog. They know. Yeah. They're, they're not living they, with, they don't they're take living it with it. They're living it with it. They don't take it personal. They're like, that's what I was thinking too. Mm -hmm. So ideally, you'd set it up and you'd bonk the dog. The bonker is one of the best behavior stoppers there is. Nobody wants to talk about that though. Counter condition the dog. Create a positive association with other dogs. Yeah, that's what I want my dog to do. Get even more excited when it sees dogs so I get more of a squeaky asshole. Okay? Next. Adam, hey, guys. How do you train a nine-week-old lab to like to sleep in a crate? He cries and barks until we let him out. Yeah, what a pain in the ass. So, <laughs> oh, so That's our life right now. So, yeah, we had a lot of young dogs here. So, Adam. Adam, <laughs> I'm going to say one thing to you. You're fucked. <laughs> Joel will say one thing and I'll say it Literally. Other. I'm like, I was not fit to be a mother. Okay. And I have like 15 young dogs here right now. Okay. I'm like, yeah. The first part we know. Okay. So listen. <laughs> listen, Adam. You're the one that got you're the one that got the puppy. Okay. So you're gonna have to take you're gonna have to take the mental abuse and the sleepless put nights. You, put your headphones in, put on meditation music, so. and just pretend it's not happening. That's all you can do. So what you can do is you can absolutely, okay, if the dog absolutely positively does not have to go to the bathroom, you actually can stop the dog from barking. So what are some ways to do it? You can bark the outside of the crate. You can shake the crate. You can scruff the dog. Um, you can do all of those things. Next. Roxanne, I think I'm bonking my dog wrong. She growls when we go by to, and pet her. So as soon as she lowers her ears and puts up the whale eyes, just before touching her, I tried bonking and it just pissed her off. Your timing is off. Stop trying to touch your dog. Leave your dog alone for a little bit. Your dog is also there, there could be there's a lot of other issues going on here. So this is the one thing that's like, okay, I need there's there's more to the conversation that needs to be had here. That's why my one-on-ones consults are so powerful. That's why we do so many of them. So there's 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 more to the conversation. There's more to the conversation here. So you know, it's the kind of thing where the, the the lowering of the ears and the dog's about to bite, no, and then bonk. But if you're not giving an effective bonk, it won't work. This is one of these things where, like, I've got to be able to 
normally I don't need to see stuff, but this is one, this is like one of the many questions that we get that I'm like, there's other factors in play. Next. Um, Don, free videos, guys. Yeah, free. Jamie, thanks so much, Jane J. So everything we do is everything we do is we give away all our information for with for free. Mm -hmm. Heck of a marketing strategy. Next. Um, I trained Wes with just your videos. I know you did. The only thing I paid for ever was your seminar, and he acted fine here. So technically, you didn't do shit. <laughs> Obviously, you didn't train him not to have ear infections, though. <laughs> He's common as great though. Look at that instantly That's calm. why I told him to kettle him up. Mm -hmm. I knew that would work. Um, Kathy B, okay to correct for barking, whining before it happens? I know when I walk outside, there's a crated dog that will bark every time. Uh, when you walk outside, there's a crated dog? Like someone just dropped off a dog in your driveway? No, in her house. She's obviously doing board and train out of her house. Right. When she leaves, that's the worst offender. Oh, bring oh, oh. With you oh when she walks outside. Just do it out of sight. Yeah, that's fine. Got it. Kim giving you and Sean props. LOL. Duration definitely been a downfall for me. Should I tether her so she doesn't get off? Or do I sit there in the room while she's on place to correct for getting off? Should I keep her in place when new people come over or cannot? So yes, 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 and yes. All depends on where you are on the um, learning curve of the dog. I don't know how many reps you've done. I don't know what the dog is capable of, but all those things are in the game. Next. Tara, good link for an e-caller? Yeah, go to my website. You don't have to buy them from me, but go to our shop, sallycaninetraining.com. Go to our shop, micro, go, and you'll see the, the mini educators. You can also go to ecower.com. That's the manufacturer. You can also buy it on, on Amazon. So you go to you can go to my site, go to the ecower.com, which is the manufacturer. Go to Amazon. Go to the best price. That's who you buy from. Next. Um, Caroline, my dogs love their remote collar. They know they're going off leash on the beach. Yep, and you live right on the beach, Caroline. Poppy said, I will be purchasing a one-on-one. -on -one. I have questions. Awesome, Poppy. Cherie said, hi, Rodney Dangerfield. Good days. Thank you. Good, good days. Um, Tara said, I'm new at this. I want to do the right thing. I know. Dawn is going off right now. Yes, you're right, Jeff. Correct. Exactly. Dawn, okay, Dawn. <laughs> Dawn, let's fit that into like one fucking long run-on sentence, okay? She said, I love it. <laughs> okay. Trisha, I have a 17-month-old rescue husky German Shepherd. I think he was abused. He barks and cowers at my company. He has met several times. How do I know if he is fearful, protecting, or aggressive anxiety? Okay, so Trisha, I want this is what I want you to do, Trisha. I would never want you to say that your dog was abused ever again. Just get it out of your vocabulary. No disrespect for anybody that's been abused before. No disrespect. Let's just address the issue that we have at hand. I also don't know what you're doing for proactive training. Most people just let their dogs run nilly, willy nilly over them and they don't actually teach them even the most basic of commands. So what I want you to do is teach the place command. Start out with a place command. The place command is have a dog go to a, to a spot, which is usually a dog bed, lie down and stay there. And then I want people to ignore your dog. I want you to expose your dog to as many environmentals as possible in a controlled situation. So people have to understand that socialization doesn't mean also constant contact. Socialization means being around things. So advocate for the dog. Now, if the dog explodes at people, that has to be corrected. So watch my video on how to teach place. It's free. Next. Heather said, preach it, y'all. Well, I'm not allowed to. Not tonight. I'm not allowed to because she's got places to go, people to see. Next. He's not getting through all the questions. <clears throat> Somebody has to keep him in line. I never get through all the questions. Okay. Actually, I shouldn't say that. We did once. We did a few times, a few but times. you're just going on so many rants. You're going like so off topic too. We just need to make one show where Jeff just talks for a whole fucking hour. Put him on his little uh, soapbox. Let him just go. I thought about doing people a, would like it. I thought about doing a book on just rants. Good. I meet with my my um your ghost my, my writer. ghost writer on Thursday. Nice. I thought I've been thinking about different first books. I thought when just on doing one on rants. You can just you can just ask you can you can you can get me going and then you just fucking scribble in a mile a minute. I'm good at that. 
you can get me going on my certain rants and I'll just like rant off and then we'll do it in a recorder. We hand it off to him. He just fucking write, writes it up. Sure. That'll be an easy book for me to do. Jeff preaches. We do an audio audio book. That would be a great audio book. Could you imagine doing an audio book on oh, that? Oh God. Yeah, it wouldn't be any different than the podcast. Right. Next. Um, Trisha, if all, how can I fix him? Oh, I, I forgot. I don't your remember question. which one that was. So, but but so Trisha, we've got a whole program. And you're not trying to fix the dog, you're just trying to make it better. We've got a whole program, but there's a lot of variables. There's your skill set. There's the dog, there's genetics, there's the dog's temperament, and there's then the training protocols. There's proactive training and reactive training. What you teach and what you stop. So there's a lot of variables there, a lot of moving parts. You're not going to get a correct answer just from this one podcast. How can I fully rehab my dog? But what you will get is if you start going down the rabbit hole of all my free content, you will make a significant difference. I think I, you're the one that I said to do the place command. Next. CT Vader, happy holidays and happy new year. Thanks for everything in 2020. I've gone more in this year than my, in my previous 18 years of dog ownership. Thank you for the advice, training, and encouragement. Congratulations, CT Vader. Congratulations. I'm really, really proud of you. I'm proud of so many people this year. It's been a, it's been a, even with COVID, man, the, the lives that we've affected has been just tremendous. Yep. Pat, yeah, I forgot the leash. That's my bad. You're right. You did. I corrected him for rushing the door when it's being opened. Okay. So, Pat, okay, you pay all that fucking good money and you fucked it up. Huh? Pat, come on. Pay attention. <laughs> Pat knows I'm busting her balls and I'm not shaming Pat. Okay. The leash, so important. It's so important. Next. You didn't break your dog. You didn't ruin your dog. Next. Mel, I have a German Shepherd Pitbull mix, four months old, who thinks my cat is a squeaky toy. I've taught her downstay with the cat near, listens only with a treat in hand. At what age can I phase out treats? So, like, this is the thing. It's like, so first of all, a downstay with a cat, it's 16 weeks old, is a high level distraction. So, you're doing pretty good. Like you've got to pattern this so many times and having the cat there, that's pretty major. So you've accomplished a lot. Don't be in a rush to phase out the treats until the dog is, when can you phase out the treats? When the dog is compliant and then you start adding a correction for non-compliance and then you stop the food. So we food, we, we've trained, we use food to train dogs too. When do we do it? We get it off of it. But at four months old, there's no rush to get off the food right now. Next. Tiffany, what age can you use an e-collar and wait? Um, age, all depending on your skill set. And if you're using it for just obedience or for stopping unwanted behaviors, usually anywhere from the 14 to the 18 week old age, but also depends on, we, we layer that over existing training that we're already doing. And we mostly do it for um, obedience, but I will use it for whining in a crate but I'm going to be really careful on how I use it. There's an art to it. The last thing I want anybody to be doing for obedience or behavior mod is just pushing buttons because there has to be a training component involved in it as well and the timing issue. Next. Robin, getting ready to bring a French bulldog puppy home. She's blind. Any tips? <sighs> Don't ask her to freaking read shit. That's for sure. Unless the dog can do Braille. I'm sure dogs can do Braille. Blind, you want to use um, a lot of essential oils and sounds and fans. So like doorways and things like that. Like in your out your exterior doorway to your house, you can rub essential oils on the, the door frame so your dog will know where the doorway is. You know, walk your dog around the house with a leash. But, but many blind dogs can figure out the layout of a house Unless you like want to move furniture around every day, that'll fuck up your dog. It fucks up people too. Um, but what dogs are pretty good at navigating like space without without eyesight. But as far as obedience, you're using verbal cues and leash pressure. That's true. And their nose for food. I feel like dogs don't even have good eyesight. Here's a anyway. good here's a good example. 
So when my dogs are playing fetch and they're in, in their hunting, their hunt, their hunt drive is kicked in. They're not using their eyes. Not at all. Because you know why? Right. I've seen them walk right over a ball. <laughs> Literally, like, because they're because they're, they're they're using their nose. It's like you just fucking walked over the ball. It was like it was and right there. And if the there. wind's blowing, it's carrying the scent, so yeah. they'll go past like, it, and they're like they'll go past it, then they'll circle around, and then they'll catch the air, and they'll, the air the airflow will take them right to the ball. Mm. I'm like, you just fucking walked over that ball. I wonder if the dogs go are going like, I just fucking walk over that ball. Wes did it one day with a stick. Literally, he was like three feet off, and he's like determined. He's like, "This is where the stick is," but it's because the wind. Right. I had to like literally like he was not getting it. It was so funny. Next. Um, Lindsay said, "Is there a video on willy nilly?" There is. If you go into my YouTube channel, on my search box, uh, type in "willy nilly how to." Next. That's eight o'clock. It's eight o'clock. All right. <laughs> on that note, we're, we're, we're going to end the show. All right. So. Be in love with you guys. We're we'll be back on Wednesday. That's still 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back on Wednesday. Love you madly. Thank you all for so much of your wonderful questions. And don't forget, we got lots of free content out there. Um, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Good night.